Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicke and on each episode of this show we look at one of the classics and rejoining me to look at such a classic, it's Cass Page and Jackson Bailey. Oh, Hello. So happy to be back yeah. for these last 50 years yes. of solitude. <laughs> I've been thinking about that first 50 years this whole time. I'm ready to finish it off. You've had a couple of weeks to let it wash over you. Yeah, to let it settle in. Soaking in the bath of it. (laughs) 50 glorious years. (laughs) All right, for everyone at home, just for for the context, we're back for part two of 100 Years of Solitude and we are hot off the back of recording the first time. (laughs) (laughs) It's still fresh for us. We just recorded that. So uh, hopefully it's, you know, fresh-ish for the people at home. I think so. But I do have a previously on 100 Years of Solitude to get you up to speed or or I love this, people, this is for the podcast where you don't have time to read the whole book. Some people might have only time to do the second half of the book. That's true. And for those people, I salute you, and they're hoping that I can get them up to speed with just this previously. Yeah, well, the ending is usually, you know, that's when the thing happens big enough to finish a story. So, yeah, exactly. So I understand that. If you've got to impress someone, because when have you ever been speaking to someone and they're just like, oh, and the beginning? <laughs> like, the like, start. Oh, what did you do? How many times have you had a conversation with someone about a piece of art and they're like, how was the ending, though? Yeah, that's true. Yes, what did how, you think of the ending? How about that ending? Yeah. Yeah. I want that middle. Oh. <laughs> I think it was that middle bit. That middle bit where everybody was just kind of, you know, we'd established everything, but we hadn't, there was no climax yet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I like the part where there was a problem. But, whoa, do not give me a resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. That's no. the best bit. Oh, my God. Well, we had all those things. We had problems. We had middles. We had beginnings we in the first half. And this is what happened. We met the Buondia family living in the fictional Colombian village of Macondo, starting with patriarch Papa Jose Arcadio Buondia. Also, for people who haven't heard it, uh, some of these characters I've given uh, some nicknames because a lot of the male characters have the same, if not very similar names. Mm. Mm. So Papa Jose, he started uh, the Buondia family with his wife, the matriarch, Ursula Real badass. Love this lady. Oh, yeah. Perfect woman. And we are partway through following the Buondia family over seven generations over a century. And the patriarch, Papa Jose, is dead after losing his mind whilst in pursuit of knowledge spurred on by a traveller named Melchiades who also has died, but the ghosts or spectres of both men still hang around the family compound. Because remember, this book is full of magical realism. Mm. One of their first sons, the Colonel, has lost all interest in fighting the civil war that dominated the first half of the book. And now the Colonel spends all his days in his workshop making tiny fish made from gold. Beautiful. Love it. And in the generation since, there's been a bit of incest or attempted incest, some tragedy. <laughs> Touchy incest. <laughs> yeah. You know. A whole lot of solitude. <laughs> a guy had sex with donkeys. Yeah, he did. No. It's pretty out there. <laughs> Ursula, the matriarch, is still alive, aged 100, but the house is now being ruled with an iron, I forgot here, by an iron thumb. <laughs> Can you rule with an iron thumb? You can have a green thumb in the garden. Those are my so, words there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I surely have gone iron fist. under the thumb or the iron fist. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. One, two there. By Fernanda del Carpio, who was married into the family, marrying... Aureliano Segundo. His twin brother, Jose Arcadio Segundo, is an ass man. Yeah, oh yeah. Yes, he is. Who has sex with donkeys, and their sister is Remedios the Beauty, the most beautiful woman the town has ever seen, but who is completely oblivious to men who literally kill themselves over her. Really? Yeah, they die. Do they kill? Is like too beautiful? Got to shoot my own head? Is I think it's like, uh, please, you have to marry me. You're everything, oh, I and see. then rejected. 
and they're online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole town of Sean Kingston's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're <wait>. Beautiful <laughs> girls. Oh, they only want to eat the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different lady. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's funny that I didn't get that because I was thinking about Sean Kingston just the other day, and I looked him up on yeah that great website Wikipedia. What you learn? It is good. That um, I was looking him up, and it said like you know he hadn't doesn't seem to have had music. I put he put out an album, but. It, it was one of those things where it wasn't even hyperlinked on Wikipedia, so there's oh, no information damn. about it last year's, which is not a good sign. But then it said that he'd recently bought a jet. Oh. I was like, holy shit, Sean oh. Kingston still got jet money. Then I went on his his uh, Instagram page. Yeah. I see the post where he's, he's got the jet, and he's talking about how they've done it up because they're like, when we got this jet, it didn't even have air conditioning. This and this wasn't working. So I think he's got a cheap jet. He got a secondhand jet. And put it, oh. and, which for me, I, Frugal King. I do not want to, <laughs> I don't want to step foot on that jet. No, I don't want to say. That's terrifying. Was to me. he doing the jet up? <laughs> He was saying like before this, we did this. I I, I hope he's got some professionals involved. Yeah. Surely he has to. But I, I understand when people buy a fixer up a car, it's like oh my god, mm. you know this is the car my dad drove. I want to do it up. Beautiful. He would be in the garage. Yeah. I I can figure it out. I can you know heal the wounds that I'm not acknowledging. Yeah, he's like. This is the jet that my papa used to have. <laughs> and it would be so nice to just scoot around in the jet. And, yeah. you know, we, we didn't have air conditioning, but but maybe I could make it nice, you That's know, true. for my new family. Every time I go for a Sunday morning. Yeah, you got to wind the windows down, <laughs> get the breeze in. <laughs> Makes me think of dad. <laughs> well, that's Sean Kingston. I don't know. I was, I was looking him up. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I'm glad he's found an outlet to deal with how beautiful women are. <laughs> it's not ending at all. Is it do you think it's embarrassing to have a secondhand jet as a celebrity? Are other celebrities with I think he's framing it as a fixer upper. Yeah, so he I... is, but it, it is you clearly don't have uh, you know, new jet money. He gets secondhand jet money. But it is sustainable, but it's also a jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, no one's using this jet. I'll do it up. It's like, yeah, no, that's well, a, hang on. Hang on, this is still a private jet. You still will be using jet fuel yeah. and stuff to fly this. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. But. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm so wired into whenever someone is like, oh, I'll just do up an old one. I'm always like, yes, that's yeah, what yeah. we should be yes, doing. Yes, recycling. Like, that's exactly. Yeah, but it. It's a jet. It's a jet. Like, it's a jet. <laughs> that has to be embarrassing, right? I think it's going to be but he's humiliating. Doing it out for him. loud. Yeah, yeah. He's, well, because he's, he's got to frame it. Because you know, maybe he was he was embarrassed about flaunting the wealth. He's like, yeah. oh, this is a fixer upper jet. Is yeah. Okay? Oh, okay. I'm just like you. I'm an everyman. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did kind of trick me. Like you know, when you hear about celebrities taking private jets everywhere, I'm yeah. like, oh, but so he's got his own jet at home. Like he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's doing it up. Like it's a secondhand one. It's not like he bought it. Yeah, like, exactly. It's the fuel. The fuel is the issue. <laughs> it's going directly into the sky. Like you're going yeah. up there and spraying it. That's true. And he tricked me. He tricked. He tricked us all. Sean Kingston. Sean Kingston. You dog. Yeah. <laughs> Our most recent generation in the book is actually the second last we'll meet, and they are the children of Aureliana Segundo and Fernanda del Carpio. Despite their rocky marriage where he cheats on there with Petra Cotes, because remember, their lovemaking has a magical effect on farm animals, makes them more fertile. But the married couple of Aureliana Segundo and Fernanda del Carpio have two children, a daughter named Meme and mm. Jose Arcadio, Ursula, their great-great-grandmother, predicts that he will be Pope, so he, I'm going to call him Pope Jose. Yeah. And nice. anyone playing along at home, I've got the little family tree that I've given to Cass and Jackson, and I've given some nicknames on here. I've put it on the Instagram, put it on the Twitter, put it on the, the Facebook page, at, do, uh, at Book Cheat Pod, I should say. And, uh, yeah, if that makes it easy for you mm. to digest, by all means, please check it out. Highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, Jackson mentioned last episode, every single time a name gets mentioned, we're straight away just, like, looking at our sheet. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> it's, like, funny name bingo. Yeah. Funny name is in the one that Dave's written, not, <laughs> not their original name. Yeah. But Ass Man, a treat to read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always good. Ass Man or Huge Dong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jose Arcadio was known. So where we left things the last episode a railroad has just been built connecting the town to quote-unquote civilization they've been quite disconnected for, from the rest of the outside world with only limited contact and now they're on the map they're literally on the map yeah People are coming so in. exciting and the train brings great excitement and change to the town with the train comes technology like record players a cinema, other modern entertainment and comforts. Okay. Papa Jose would have shat. Yeah, he would have been losing his freaking mind. <laughs> he might as a ghost still. Can't shit as a ghost, obviously. But Ghost shit. Ghost shit. He could be shitting as a ghost. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We don't know yet. We'll have to ask John Edward. Yeah. John Edwards <laughs> crossing over. 
does Grandpa still <laughs> shit? <laughs> <laughs> but foreign capitalists also arrive and build a banana plantation in Rakondo and they build their own gated community completely fenced in next to the town. And these capitalists bring great wealth and transform the town, but also bring a violent police force that persecutes and attacks the existing citizens of Macondo for even the slightest offences. Oh, no. That sounds like capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a real change in vibe for the town. Yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Isolation, a lot of money and brutality. Yeah. That sounds correct. <laughs> and the colonel, making his fish, starts to regret signing a treaty that he believes has resulted in the state of affairs. Like his whole life he sort of fought against this kind mm. of thing and now they're in the town. He threatens to go back to war with his 17 sons, all named Aurelianus, accompanying him. Remember, he fathered them all over the the country in his travels with the war. But then one by one, after he makes this threat, the 17 Aurelianos are tracked down by a squad of assassins who kill them all, shooting them in the head, Right through the ash cross Whoa. they all received on Ash Wednesday at the front of their heads. I was going to say, was they a- all have a target. <laughs> yeah. they, have, they have a target. And they, How will we know which ones they are? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, this is going to be the easiest money of your life. <laughs> <laughs> they can't wash it off. And only one of these 17 Aurelianos survives. Whoa. The one Aureliano. Yeah, he's that's, one. That's so sad. Doesn't have quite have the same ring to it. Yeah. The colonel after this slides further into depression and stops making new goldfishes, but instead just makes a few and then melts them down again to restart the process. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, it's, it's like meditative. Yeah, yeah. sustainable. It's the Sean Kingston's <laughs> jet <laughs> of goldfish. goldfish. <laughs> Eventually, the colonel dies. Oh, his dream. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone now. Remedios the beauty, remember? Mm-hmm. So beautiful that, you know, she's destroying men's psyches. <laughs> yeah, brain of a child though. Yeah. Remains oblivious to that. And she is so ethereal and not of this world that eventually she simply one day just floats up to heaven in front of her <laughs> whole family. And they're all like, goodbye, Remedios. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. She just That's goes so to funny. She's just not for this world. Yeah, I That is the perfect ending for her. I'm yeah. really happy with that. Yeah, nothing yeah. bad ever happened to her. She, she just kind of wandered around have. in a daze and then woo, yeah, exactly. off to She sort of lived a happy life, was like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> the world seems kind of nice. Yeah. One day, straight to heaven. Bye. Great. Didn't even have to die. Yeah, no fear, nothing. No, nothing. Love it. Ursula, the matriarch of the family, is now well over 100 and has lost her sight. But no one has realised because she's lived in the house for so long, she's memorised where everything is and where everyone will be during her daily routine. I see. So she can barely see anymore, but no one Doesn't notices matter. because, yeah, mm. she's memorised it all. And she's everyone's like- in the same spot every day? Pretty much. It's kind of. No wonder Papa Jose lost his mind. Yeah, yeah he was living the same day. <laughs> yeah, every day one yeah. day after another, yes. Yeah. Fernanda del Carpio, who married into the family and who is highly religious, takes even more control of the house and everyone moves away, basically. They don't like <laughs> sort of her vibe. Rancid vibes. Yeah. Even her husband, Aureliano Segundo, moves in with his mistress, Petra Cotes. They're the ones that when they when they yeah. bang oh, right, the animals. Boink for farm. Yeah. yeah. Boink, and, but boink he's like, farm. I don't like it here anymore. I'm going to go live with her. Yeah, okay. Fair. He's, uh, well, their kid, Pope Jose, as he's known, goes to seminary, moves away, and his sister, Meme, goes to school. She goes to study. Their parents, who are Aureliana Segundo and the woman who re- rules the house with the iron thumb, yeah, yeah. Fernando <laughs> del Carpio, have one more daughter, though, named Amaranta Ursula, oh, who becomes nice. close with her namesake, Ursula, the blind matriarch of the family. Okay. So she's much younger than her two older siblings. Yeah, 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 for sure. One day, Amaranta Ursula's older sister, Meme, comes back from the school and falls madly in love with a mechanic working for the banana plantation named Mauricio Babylonia. Yeah, I just find you in the bananas. (laughs) (laughs) I make them sing. (laughs) Oh, man, you're going to need to change the timing belt on that banana. (laughs) Just taking one bite and be like, no, this is wrong. (laughs) Somebody upstairs has has messed this up. Yeah, having a bit of a knock and like holding your hand to the tree and be like, yeah, this is rattling. Yeah. (laughs) You got to turn that banana in. Sorry. And usually the banana plantation workers live completely separately to the rest of the town. Yeah. But one day he sees her. He falls in love with her. And he's followed everywhere by yellow butterflies. Oh, okay. Oh, like, is it like the yellow flowers? Yes. Yeah, so, so they sort of like come with him. And if he enters a room, the room just starts filling up with butterflies. Oh, my God. I love that. That's nice. And at one stage he appears on Meme's 
doorstep and the house just gets filled with butterflies as you sort of... Do they do they leave with him or is it sort of annoying? I think it is a bit annoying, yeah. I think it's like he goes and you're like, what the heck? <laughs> well, now i got to sweep this? all these butterflies out, yeah. And the two sort of start secretly dating, but they're busted kissing in the movie theatre by Meme's highly pious mother, Fernanda Del Carpio, who does not approve of their relationship and puts Meme under a sort of house arrest and won't let her leave the family compound. I guess you could say grounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, she's grounded. How old is she? She's uh, She's been to school and come back, so she's at least a mid-teen. Okay. I'm not sure what year she finished. Yeah, fair. Oh, well, that's a fun teen. age to, like, make out with a mechanic in a Yeah, in a theatre. That's a perfect age for Assuming that the mechanic is also an apprentice. <laughs> 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 but I didn't think about this before, but you're in the cinema. It's filling up with butterflies. That is so annoying oh, for everyone else true. trying to watch the movie. They're flying in front of the projector yeah, too, yeah. racking the screen. Yeah. That is annoying. Yeah. So she's under house arrest. She's... She's fully grounded, but this doesn't stop Maurizio, followed by butterflies sneaking into her family home to hook up with Meme. Uh, you cannot sneak. Yeah, you sneak are the in. butterfly man. Her mother, Fernanda, begins to notice the butterflies <laughs> filling her house yeah. every night and she slowly works out, hang on. Slowly? <laughs> I, I don't think she knew that it was Maurizio that was doing it, but she's like, hang on. It's him. <laughs> and one day she catches him sneaking in to see Meme. So what the mother, Fernanda, does is she asks the mayor of the town to place an armed guard at the back of the house because she tells him that she believes someone is breaking in to steal her chickens. Oh, okay. Okay. That's gone sort of from grounded to imprisoned yes. a little bit. Yeah. Well, that night as Maurizio attempts to climb into the house to visit Meme, he is shot in the spine. Oh, no. Oh, God. By the guard who thinks he's a chicken thief. Mm. Maurizio is paralysed and has to is, is bedridden for the rest of his life, as well as being ostracised from society because they all think he's a chicken thief. Oh, <gasps> no. How bad is that? Oh, dude, double whammy. And the book says he died in solitude. Another oh, one. Another hundred another years. One. Well, him and... 30,000 butterflies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, oh, man, if you're bedridden. You what are they? Somebody's, it's going to be somebody's full-time job to keep the butterflies moving. Sort of yeah. Move them out. My God. Meme, the paralyzed man's lover, is also scarred by the events and becomes a mute. Okay. Her furious mother, Fernanda, takes Meme to the town Fernanda is originally from and places Meme in a convent where she too lives a life of solitude, quietly, constantly thinking about her lost love, Maurizio. Oh, so she's gone off to a convent for life. Yeah. One day, a nun arrives at the family home with a child that Meme gave birth to and who was fathered by the now paralyzed Maurizio before they were broken up. But Fernanda, the mother, is so ashamed she hides her grandchild, the baby, in the colonel's old goldfish-making workshop and sort of like hides it from society. Secret baby. The child is named, would you believe it, Aureliano. No. Who we will call penultimate Aureliano. (laughs) This is the second last one we will come across. Oh, my God. Wow, that's so many. That's so rude. Yeah. To be like, oh, my daughter had this baby. No one could have prevented all of the sadness in both of these people's lives, and now she can't even be with her kid. I'll name it after me. Also going on at this time is a full-on chapter in the life of Jose Arcadio Secundo, a.k.a. the Ass Man. Oh, he's back. That famously had sex with donkeys. He's really a strong, silent type and hasn't married or had any children. Well, you can't come marry a donkey. (laughs) (laughs) But he gets some purpose when he gets political and leads the banana plantation workers to strike against their terrible working conditions because they're very much ruled by the man. Yeah, okay. And he becomes, the, this is the ass man, becomes a sort of union leader for them. And Macondo is placed under martial law and the workers respond by sabotaging the plantation. Cool. Good. It, it, it gets a little bit violent. You know, it, it gets, it goes too far. And the government then invites the 3,000 workers for a meeting to work out the strike. But it is a ruse. Oh, no. Mm. The army turns up and surrounds the workers and massacres them all with machine guns. That's Jesus. That's not smart. You need those guys to work in your banana plantation. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? And also- like, hey, you want to come work on this banana plantation? We need 2,000 men. <laughs> oh, what happened to the last 2,000 men? Uh, what? what? So, Hawk, you say that again? Sorry. <laughs> I missed that. 
The pl- uh, yeah, it got really loud when you said that. <laughs> and also, if you're going to kill a bunch of people, and if you surround them and start shooting, eventually you'll start shooting the guy <laughs> on the other side. true. Oh, yeah. This is not a good move. That's stupid. But they shoot them all. Yeah. Their bodies, the 3,000 men that are killed, are put on a train and dumped into the ocean. Oof. But the ass man, Jose Arcadio Segundo, somehow survives the massacre. And when he's placed on the train, he plays dead. Oh. But he jumps off the train early and just walks back into town. (laughs) But when he gets there, no one remembers the massacre. The whole thing is swept under the rug and no one believes Jose Arcadio Segundo because they've killed literally every other witness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts raining heavily, like really heavily, flash flooding. It doesn't stop. And the official company word is that the banana workers have all gone home and won't return until the rain stops. So anytime someone's like, where are they? Like, He's like, they killed them all. And they're like, no, no, no. We're it's just, just raining. It's, just yeah, it's raining. <laughs> They'll be back. You can't work to get the bananas if yeah. it's wet. Yeah. What are you talking about? And the martial law stays active too under the guise of helping people with the rain. But really at night... The army round up any surviving union leaders or, or workers and they disappear forever. Also oh taken off into the night. And when their relatives ask, hey, where are they? This is what it says. You must have been dreaming, the officer insisted. Nothing has happened in Macondo. Nothing has ever happened. and Nothing ever will happen. This is a happy town. Ew. No good. Yeah. That's bad. The people just sort of accept it. They're like, well, yeah, actually, you're right. It is a happy town, aside from all the donkey fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and when the ass man... The, the donkey fucker, Jose yeah. Acade Segundo, he's sort of starting to lose his mind because everyone who he tells, no, they shot, shot them all. Yeah. They don't believe him. Gaslit king. <laughs> and he knows he's in danger, so he takes refuge in the room that Melchiades, the old Milky Melchiades, mm-hmm. Milky. The, the magic old mysterious traveller used to used to hang out in. The soldiers one day search the Bondia house looking for any sort of, of these infidels. Yeah. Including they search the colonel's old workshop where one of the soldiers asks to keep one of the remaining goldfish as a remnant. He's like, can I have that? And he says, it's a wonderful memento. Colonel Aureliano Bondia was one of our greatest men, which is wild because the colonel went mad fighting against armies like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. now they look to him like an army hero. He also lost every uprising. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really know what he did. (laughs) So Melchiada's room, where Jose Arcadia Segundo is hiding, is searched. But amazingly... Wait, did they find the baby? Yeah, I was wondering that too. They looked in the workshop. Did they find that big kid? Well, since then, eventually the the baby joins the family. And they say, oh, we've adopted this child. Oh, okay. Okay. After a while. After a while. So the child's no longer there. Okay, cool. But the ass man, Jose Arcadia Segundo, is hiding in this room. And he he actually accepts, oh, my fate's up. They found him. But amazingly, the soldiers, when they walk in, can't see him. Oh. Even when they shine a torch right on him, they can't see him. And the soldiers leave saying, yep. And they say, oh, no one's been in here for decades. Yeah, okay. Ooh. So a bit of so maybe Melchiades magic. magic. Still yeah. happening. Still him there. sticking around. And from here, the ass man, Jose Arcadio Segundo, dedicates his life to pouring over Melchiades' old books and his old parchments trying to decipher the secrets and ancient prophecies that they hold, despite the fact that he can't read the language they're written in. <laughs> okay. Well, it's a challenge, yeah, but, like, you know, yeah. what work else this is out. he doing? Yeah, exactly. You might as well. You'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, just really distract him from those donkeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs he's, so, it feels like he's left the donkeys behind. Yeah. They feel like they're has, in his rear view. Has he? He's got a new... He's got a new focus. Yeah, it's fu- it's funny for him. It doesn't really seem like he was attracted to donkeys. He just needed something to occupy. Yeah, his head. yeah it's like, like a the s- church cockfighting. All right, yeah, making sweet love to donkeys. Yeah. That's all right. The politics. Union leader. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, now yeah. it's like magic books <laughs> in a language I don't I don't read. He just sure. hasn't figured out what his you know his thing is yet. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, it take the, take, takes people different times. Yeah. You know, you're give, gonna have a go at different yeah, things. Give him, yeah. a, give him a skateboard. Give him a guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. something out. <laughs> So he's, but he's all at risk of falling down that donkey fucking pipeline. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Give him a donkey, see if he likes yeah. it. God, you remember when I fucked donkeys? Who was that guy? <laughs> that was so cringe. I was oh. cringe back then, dude. Now I'm reading a wizard's books. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what it says. So he's in he's in Malkiata's old room, looking at the text. He's visited by his twin brother Aureliano Segundo, who sees that his brother, the ass man, he's like. You're probably going to lose your mind in pursuit of this knowledge, just like our great-great-grandfather, mm. Papa Jose, did. But he's like, I, I can't talk you out of it. And he just sort of leaves him in there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. To read through it. And the rain continues outside for four years, 11 months, and two days. Whoa. Whoa. Really rains hard. And Aureliano Segundo, the ass man who's married to Fernanda del Caprio but has the affair to keep the animals breeding, is trapped in the family home 
because it's raining. And all these magical animals drown and he loses his vast fortune. Oh, no. No. He can always bone to make more. Yeah, can't he bone to make more? <laughs> I well, guess he doesn't make animals. He just makes animals yeah, fertile. Yeah, there's no fertile oh, animals yeah. for like over four years because they all drown. So so much water out there. So many times had- a million is still zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he cares for his youngest daughter, Amaranta Ursula, and his other daughter, Meme's illegitimate child, the penultimate Aureliano, who's come out of the workshop, like I said, he, now he's living with the family. Yeah, okay. Now he's being raised by Aureliano Segunda. Okay. Okay, yep, cool. I'm there. I'm across it. Raising grandkid as kid. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Who is who is the, the penultimate Aureliano's grandfather? Yes. All right. Aureliano Segundo also spends his time by book- bickering with his wife, Fernanda Del Carpio, and one day the fight gets so bad he, he loses it, he breaks all the valuable items in the house and sort of just starts going on a rampage. And this is not helped by the fact that he knows that buried somewhere in the backyard, the family fortune of gold is is out there. There's a There's what? There's a huh? There's a family fortune that he discovers that <laughs> oh exists. Oh, my God. And now they're very poor because he can't. He can't make the donkeys. Donkeys. Or, yeah. or any, what? whatever animal. Yeah. So he, the, is the lady still in his life? Which lady? Magical sex lady. Oh, yes. Yeah. So he still visits her, I believe, but yeah. now he's moved back into the family home. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. Yeah. I guess there's no point living with the other one anymore. It sort but- of feels like Aureliano Segundo and uh, Jose Arcadio Segundo were meant to make a donkey boy. <laughs> <laughs> Because he made animals really fertile yes. and he was making love to donkeys. Feels like if they'd, they'd boned around those donkeys, they might have gotten pregnant with a donkey man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. like that was set up. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, and then he could have rode that donkey boy into the yeah the, the union meeting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't no know. No one's going to shoot a donkey boy. No, no that's not at all. Not at all. Anyway. But yeah, he knows. Like one of the the frustrations is he lives with his wife, who he, they do not get along. Yeah. And then also they've got no money, and he knows that there's gold somewhere. But the only one who knows where it is is the now senile and blind matriarch Ursula. Still around. She she's still there. But she still won't give it. Like she's nearly 120 years old. Whoa. But she won't give him any hints on where it is. So when uh, what I wouldn't. He, yeah. So what a really honest Segunda does is he just digs up the entire backyard, but he still can't find it. Oh no. And. He gets very angry about it. <laughs> the rain finally stops after almost five years, but the banana plantations are now washed away and all of the farm animals are drowned and the Buondia family are really struggling. A heat wave descends on the now broken downtown. Oh, like the no. whole town is just is doesn't end. Seen better mm. day. And they wonder if they're cursed. Everyone longs for the days of their, their prosperous past. Ursula, the matriarch of the family who held, held them all together for so many years, finally dies at 120. Good innings. Yeah, very good innings. I feel like she did what she needed to do. Yeah. yeah. She did a lot. She did her bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And her adopted daughter, who I haven't mentioned for a long time, Rebecca, the one who many years ago used to oh, eat dirt. Oh, Rebecca. Rebecca Dirt Girl. Yeah, wonderful. And who'd married huge Dong Jose Arcadio. Yes. And then when he mysteriously was shot and the blood trail went down the street, yeah. she locked herself in her house. Finally, oh, she with, she did with that. the bandage. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no, the bandage was was uh, her sister Amaranta. Yeah. Oh. It burnt her hand to remember. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. Ignore me. Ignore me. But, <laughs> but it was just. Yeah, but both of them solitude. sort of went into a life yeah. of solitude. But yeah, Rebecca finally dies. Finally dies too. Of old age. She's just been around so long. Oh, oh. the dirt she loves so much in youth. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> back in the true. dirt. Oh, that's nice. Aureliana Segundo dedicates his time to raising money to send his youngest daughter. Amaranta Ursula to Europe to study. Okay. All right. Mm. Which he eventually succeeds and she heads off to Brussels. So he's very happy about that. That's nice. Lovely part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aureliana Segundo's twin brother, the ass man. Oh, yeah. Jose Arcadio Bondia, who witnessed the massacre of 3,000 men and has since locked himself up to decipher Melchiata's prophecies, finally has a small breakthrough and starts to understand some of it. Oh. Oh, that's massive. That's Which huge. Which is good. He's like, oh, my gosh. Hang on. Yeah. He also gets penultimate Aureliano, who, remember, is his brother's illegitimate grandchild, born mm-hmm. to Meme at the monastery. Yeah, yeah. One okay. Up. I'm across it. He gets him on board with the pursuit of knowledge and the real history of the town, massacre and all. Okay. okay. So he passes on. It's he's so the the new one, penultimate Aureliano, is the next generation of the, yeah yeah of decipherers. 
which is good because both twin brothers, Aureliana Segundo and the Ass Man, die at exactly the same time. Oh, it was destined. It was born on the same day, died Died at the same same day. There you go. But there's a mix up with their bodies and they're buried in each other's graves (laughs) because they look so identical. Classic. Whoops. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So now it's up to the penultimate Aureliano, the illegitimate child that, you know, no one really wanted. Yeah, yeah. It's up to him to lock himself in Malkiata's old laboratory, trying to decipher the text. And he's actually visited occasionally by the ghost of the old traveler himself. Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful. That's gonna, it's better than the yeah. ass man ever got. Who gives him clues and eventually helps him decipher, to decipher the prophecies. And he discovers that they're written in Sanskrit. Oh, oh that's okay. the language that they're written in. And he's told by Malkiatis, you've got time to learn the language. Yeah, you're as, young. As the parchments will become decipherable when they reach 100 years old. Oh. He's like, he's like, doesn't say exactly how old they are, but he's like, just get ready. You've got time to learn Sanskrit. Because yeah. one day soon. You'll be able to figure out what's going on. This is. The parchments, 100 years of solitude. <laughs> that makes <laughs> yeah, sense. exactly. They're alone. <laughs> the family are now qu- quite poor and lonely now. Fernanda del Carpio who's the pious one who's moved in and tried to boss everyone around. Yeah. Meanie. She also dies. And when her son, her other son, Pope Jose. Oh, yeah. Whom the matriarch Ursula said, one day this kid will be Pope. Oh, yeah. Returns from the monastery. It turns out that he hasn't been living the life of a priest at all. (gasps) Oh, my God. What's he been doing? He's just been living a life of excess and he comes back thinking he'll inherit a fortune. He's like, well, (laughs) mum's gone. I'm going to take in the money. Time to be rich. But all he finds is an empty dilapidated house that's falling down (gasps) that is until he discovers the family's gold oh (gasps) my god which was hidden under ursula the now dead matriarch's bed all along there you go oh that rules and then he's got enough money to buy being pope yeah that's (laughs) right so when his brother when his dad was like digging up the whole thing losing his mind yeah it was under the (sighs) ursula's bed this whole time classic that's so fun being 120 and someone be like where's the gold you're like I don't know, dig. Yeah, yeah, it's (laughs) out there. Keep digging. digging. I'm not going to give you any clues. That's cheating. It's in the earth, certainly. (laughs) But Pope Jose squanders the gold by living a life of debauchery, throws big parties, invites local youth over to party, tries to to hang on to his own youth a bit too much. That's sad. But they aren't his real friends. And one day, four of the youth kill Pope. (laughs) <laughs> Kill Pope Jose to steal his gold. No, oh, damn. But so he never became pope. Squandered. He never, ma- never made pope. You're thinking, surely Ursula's right, but she was wrong Absolutely. for once. So many prophecies have come true over wow. time, but nope. This one, she muffed it up. No, yeah, fair enough. You can't bat a hundred. You know, yeah, yeah, you can't get them yeah. all right. Yeah. Meaning in the house. It up. <laughs> 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 really muffed. <it. laughs> Meaning in the house. All we have left is penultimate Aureliano, mm-hmm. who is locked away deciphering Melchiada's parchments, mm-hmm. and Amaranta Ursula, who is his mother, Meme's younger sister. Okay. Amaranta Ursula is the one who's gone to Europe to study, but mm-hmm. she travels home to live in the family house, bringing with her her Belgian husband, Gaston. Oh, great oh, name. Gaston, hottie. incredible. Yeah, great hottie name. name. It's, it's a hottie name. Went to Europe, bagged a hottie, yeah. came home. <laughs> But, of course, we know this family. Penultimate Aureliano falls in love with his aunt, yeah. Amaranta Ursula. Classic. Yeah. There's Runs- a reason it was Penn. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know she is his auntie because, remember, he's born out of wedlock, never oh, okay. told who his mother was. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I'm really attracted to this woman. Still, Amaranta Ursula, the woman he loves, is already married and he visits brothels to try and forget the unrequited. Yeah, it really gets to him. That's, yeah, yeah. It really... He wanders the now-faded town of Macondo and he discovers that almost no one re- even remembers the Bondia family name at this Whoa. point. They were once the most notable family in town. They, they started this whole, yeah, this whole now, village. Yeah, it's their village. Just a memory. But it's... Yeah. Not even that. Not even. It's lost. Not even that. But he's in love with Amaranta Ursula, who's married to Gaston, but he... Gaston has this big dream of starting one of the world's first airmail services. 
and he leaves to go back to Brussels. And whilst he's away, oh no, his wife falls to temptation and has an affair with her nephew, the penultimate Aureliano. And once her husband, Gaston, hears about the affair, he's like, well, I'm not coming home then. <laughs> Gross, so, babe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this I'm is staying weird. in Brussels. <laughs> yeah. They got airmail now. Yeah. So now it's the, they're the only two left in the house and the affair continues as the house just falls down around them. They've got no money. It's in disrepair. Yeah. And their lovemaking, we're told, is so violent, they literally destroy the house. They break furniture. They disembowel mattresses. They oh, shred what hammocks. What the hell? Oh, my God. What are you doing? A passionate. Ass made of razor, che- <laughs> razor blades. <laughs> What's going on there? A my God. The whole town and the house becomes infested with red ants. Okay. Ooh. It says, in that... Macondo, forgotten even by the birds, where the dust and the heat had become so strong that it was difficult to breathe, secluded by solitude and love and by the solitude of love in a house where it was almost impossible to sleep because of the noise of the red ants, Aureliano and Amaranta Ursula were the only happy beings and the most happy on the face of the earth. So they're having a great time just banging away. Yeah. Hey, if it works, it works. The ants don't bother you. Yeah. Get dirty. (laughs) I mean, I I think it sounds like... Aureliano had two kinds of ant infestations. <laughs> <laughs> that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That is that's right. good gear. That's oh, it's, it's all Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'm just picking up what he put down. Yeah. So they're loving each other. Amaranta Ursula gets pregnant, but again, I'm afraid tragedy strikes. She soon dies just after she gives birth to a son that, like his father, is also named Aureliano. Who we'll call the ultimate Aureliano. Hell yeah. There we go. Rock and roll. Fulfilling a family trait feared by the matriarch of the family, Ursula, the final Aureliano, who is the result of incest, is born with a pig's tail. <laughs> yes! It finally yes! happened. Yes! That's awesome. Oh, hell yes. I'm so happy about that. The penultimate Aureliano, the boy's father, yeah. who's just lost his love, seeks comfort in alcohol, but he drinks too much and he soon forgets about his newborn son. Oh, no. And when he remembers him, it's too late. And this is a very grisly scene. He sees that the fire ants have eaten the baby. Oh, Ooh, my God. God. What a way to go. Pigtail and all. Yeah. Damn. It's a grisly, grisly scene. That is so grisly. But then the book says, Aureliano could not move, not because he was paralyzed by horror, but because at that prodigious instant, Melchiada's final keys were revealed to him and he saw the epigraph of the parchments perfectly placed in the order of man's time and space. The first of the line is tied to a tree and the last is being eaten by the ants. So basically he's had this vision of, oh, my gosh, it finally all makes sense to me. He's realised that his family's line has come to an end because in one of the parchments it says the first of the line is tied to a tree and that's his great-great-grandfather, Papa Jose, who decades earlier went man and had to be tied to a tree and the last being... Eaten by ants is his son, yeah, wow. the ultimate Aureliano. Damn. So he now knows that the fate of his family are written on the parchments and now it all makes sense to him. He again locks himself in Mark- Melchiada's old room and this time he can read the parchments. It says it's as if it was written in Spanish, the, yeah, yeah. his first language. Uh. He can just read it off the page. It says, he began to decipher them aloud. It was the history of the family written by Melchiades down to the most trivial details 100 years ahead of time. So basically, the family story we've just read is, is the Macchiato's story of the family. Yeah. Okay, who, knowing them, he knew what was going to come, what was going to happen, what was going to happen to this family because wow. he is magic, yeah. milky Macchiato's. <laughs> what a guy! The penultimate Aureliano starts to read, and he's like, "Oh wow, yeah, there it is. There's the execution of Smoky Arcadio. There's Remedios the Beauty ascending to heaven." And he's like, "Heard all these stories." There's the twin brothers who tried to decipher the parchment and then there's their death and he just sees it all and he goes, oh, my gosh. He skips ahead to read about his own life, as you would. Yeah, of oh, course. Yeah. And finds his own moment of conception between his mother, Meme, and her lover, Maurizio. Whoa. Before uh, Maurizio was yeah. shot. He, and this is he actually realises who his father is for yeah. the first time. Oh, my God. And then the book starts to refer to him for the first time as Aureliano Babylonia, which is his father's last name. It's a sick last name. It's it's a really good one. And Aureliano Babylonia is so engaged with what he's reading that he doesn't notice that a huge wind has started to gather and is now cyclonic, ripping doors and windows off their hinges and then it pulls the whole roof off the house, but he just doesn't even notice. The whole town being swept up in what is described as a biblical hurricane. Oh, my God. 
Still, he reads on, and this bit absolutely blew my mind when I read it. Mm. It says, Aureliano skipped 11 pages so as to not lose time with facts he knew only too well, and he began to decipher the instant that he was living, deciphering it as he lived it, prophesizing himself in the act of deciphering the last pages of the parchment as if he were looking into a speaking mirror. Whoa, so that's cool. Imagine reading your life in real time and in what you are reading, you are reading. Yeah. So that's, it's like this endless cycle, like looking into, into a mirror or that's so with cool. a mirror behind you. It yeah. just goes on forever. Yeah. And that like blew my mind. That's like, oh awesome. Oh, my God. And then the final line, it's quite a paragraph, but it's it's, it's, uh, it's amazing. So I'll put it all in. The final line of 100 Years of Solitude comes soon after this. It says, then he skipped again to anticipate the predictions and ascertain the date and circumstances of his death. Before reaching the final line, however, he had already understood that he would never leave that room, for it was foreseen that the city of mirrors or mirages would be wiped out by the wind and exiled from the memory of men at the precise moment when Aureliano Babylonia would finish deciphering the parchments and that everything written on them was unrepeatable since time immemorial and forevermore, because races condemned to 100 years of solitude did not have a second opportunity on earth. That's oh, the cool. end. I love that it ends by being like, and that's the end. And then that's, the, you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is the last he ever reads. And then you stop reading the book. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, cool. that's it. It's so, it's awesome. It's a great finish. That's yeah. such a good, Imagine knowing that that's how he would have felt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine, yeah. As soon as I start reading this, it's all over. It's done. This is it. Like, yeah, that's amazing. I'm reading the story, but it's actually my life. Oh my God, I'm not leaving this room. <laughs> Yeah, it's a sick ending. Yeah, that's amazing. I imagine that when you're reading it, that like culmination of every all of this family history coming yeah, together. Yeah, because it does a little point. flashback of there's yeah. a real, you know there's Remedios going up and there's the the twin brothers and very cool scene. Yeah, would have felt. Also, yeah, yeah. Hang on, he's speed reading what we've just read. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a great finish, and I, uh, hopefully it made sense. With, I think so. Yeah, name. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it I, did. And and that is part of the book. Like that, on purpose, he made the characters have similar names because the family is caught in like a series of repetitions, yeah, with sure. names and personality traits passed down from generation to generation. But on a podcast, it wouldn't have made sense <laughs> if I just. Oh the yeah, names. we would have been oh, yeah. so lost. Very purposeful by. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. By the author, yeah. That's awesome. That sounds like an incredible book. Mm. It makes me want to read it now. It yeah, does. it's cool. And I'm glad that you sort of have told me the ending because I think I would have gotten so amped up that I wouldn't have been able to read. Yeah. Like, do you ever get so excited when you're reading that you, you'll you read three sentences and you're like, what? <laughs> I often do that on the last page of the book because I know it's it's ending. So yeah, it's so, so, so excited. So speed read and then you go, hang on. And I'm, go, not, I'm go, not taking yeah. this in. I've really got to take this in. Absolutely. And I think as well, because you that last paragraph, you know, like it's the end of everything, but yes. it is also the end of the book. You might slow down too much. You're like, oh, no, it's going to end. I don't yeah, want it to end. I don't right. want to go. Which is exactly how he would have been yeah, feeling. Yeah, if yeah. I slow this down, <laughs> maybe I, I won't die. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, it was great. Can see why all those people suggested it. Yeah, absolutely. You can see why it kicked off a, a whole sort of like or popularized a genre. Yes, and it was mm. instantly popular. Yeah. It sold out straight away, and then a few a couple of years later it was translated into English. And the guy who did it, um, Marquez read the English and was like, This is even better than the Spanish. Oh, this really? is incredible. Wow. Why did so, he think that? Do you know? Like, what was I'm he just sure. like? It's cl it's clearer, or it's, I'm not sure. If it, or it, maybe it, it was just like it's like reading someone else. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, but yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Got to enjoy it on a different level. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if someone translated things that we'd done into like French or something, we'd be like, oh my god, I'm getting so, so excited. Cool. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. And I, and I imagine some things lose it in the translation, but if the author's reading it, going, no, nope, I'm approved. This yeah, is good. like this it's better. better. That's yeah, that's what's so weird about yeah. Cool. That's amazing. Does it make you want to read the other books that he's that he's written? Does it make you want to try Love in the Time of Cholera and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I would love to do that, actually. Yeah. yeah having read that, I, I re would really like to. Yeah, fair. Yeah. And maybe a bit more magical realism. Yes. It's, it's cool. It's a I very like cool it. genre. I'm into it a lot. Because you don't, like we were saying at the top of the first episode, if it's all fantasy, then nothing feels special. Kind yeah. Of. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I was having that thought where, like, you know, if you read fantasy, like, because it's a completely new world, I know that can be very exciting, but sometimes yeah. I find it frustrating because you don't know the rules yes, of the world. absolutely. And, like, yeah. you know, the whole quest, the whole time they're looking for the yellow star. Yeah. And then, like, at the end they can go, actually, the red star is even more powerful or yeah, something like that. And, and like, you go, oh, uh, I guess I got I didn't, I didn't know that, yeah. but okay. Yeah, it's kind of like most things seem to follow 
Yeah. Like, you know, realism. Absolutely. So there's a, a, a structure, a framework. It's like a yardstick that you can yeah, measure everything else against. Yeah, little bits where you go, oh, like, you know, it started raining flowers. That's cool. Yeah, and it, it's nice that it's not, it's, it's kind of... It's not super subtle. It's like yeah. normal, 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 very obviously magical. Yes. Normal, yeah. normal, normal. But I, then I, yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, okay. I was going to say, but then I like that it also there are some stuff or uh, some events where it's kind of magical. Like the fact that uh, nephews keep trying to bang aunt. Like, yes. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of magical in a really subtle, weird, the family keeps repeating itself kind of way, but it's not as obvious as uh, sex making pigs fertile yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. the magic realism keeps so much more of the humanity than high fantasy does. Mm. I feel like so often the thing that high fantasy absolutely loses me with is it'll it'll have to tell you what what the characters think is important and what's special and, like, you feel right. like sometimes... Mm. And, like, not in every case, obviously. Some people do it really, really well. But, like, sometimes you're reading a list of how this culture works and it's very, like okay, you should care about this and this is mm. actually sad. And, you yeah, know, and absolutely. obviously you can do it in a really well way where you don't even realise you're being told. But sometimes you just, you're just reading it being like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Sometimes I, it feels like clunky dialogue when someone's like, oh, look, the key, which, remember, is important because... Yeah, exactly. And you're like feeling a bit spoon-fed. I, I think it's, it's the thing as well where, like, say you have a fantasy setting that has a dragon. It's got dragons in it. And then they're like, and there's werewolves attacking the town. The werewolves don't feel extra or special because there's already dragons yeah, so sure, yeah. my yardstick for what is exciting or interesting it's i don't know it's, it's already too high i feel like a lot of the magic that happened in this in this story really tied it back to what the people were actually feeling and going through like it it made me think more about how i like the feelings and emotions around every event as opposed to being like like sometimes I read high fantasy and I'm just exhausted. Yeah. Everyone's a chosen one. Everyone's doing the biggest battle of their lives. Right, like it's yes. so big and then you've got nowhere to go. Whereas this, it's like, oh, and then it started raining flowers heavily. And it's like, fuck, of course it did. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. The sky felt the same. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, like, oh, absolutely. this guy was followed by butterflies. You're like, whoop, fair enough. But like, whoop. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. And even, even the ancestral incest. Yeah. You're just like, no, yeah. but. Of course. Uh, yeah. But I accept it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's part of the package. And it just, yeah, it all wraps up and ties up. Like the magic is futility yeah, as yeah. much as it is hope. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Definitely one of my favorite endings of. Yeah. It's great. I love that the across. town is completely wiped away as Gone. well. It's like, it's like it never was. Yeah. That's very cool. Big fan. I, I really, things started kicking off for me as I was like, this is a good ending. When yeah. They're like, they fucked the house down. Yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yeah. This is, this is ending. Boy, ending. did they. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we've got to check in with a score out of five. At the end of part one, we all gave it the perfect five. Yeah. How are we feeling? Did it stick the landing for you? I think it did. I think by and large it did. I feel like it's, it, it's, it's yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell. It felt like the the first section was denser, mm. if that makes sense. Yep. Which it probably was, but still probably five. Say, you know what? I'll still probably say five out of five out of five. Yeah, I would say five as well. I liked the second half more because of the you know the ending. Yeah. What we were just talking about. How do you think about the ending? I feel like the first half. You're right. It was more dense, but I feel like it, it's moving through history and technology and everything's changing. And like I feel like more was happening mm. in the old times. And then as it moved forward, it was less insane. Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. Until right at the very end, and I was I was strapped in. As I said, I would not have been able to read that straight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have been too excited, and I would have had Bouncing to read that last chair. page yeah, like yeah. two. Yeah. I, I reckon I would have had to go back two pages and yeah. just yeah, start it again. again. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to say that it also stuck the landing for me. Five out of five. Hell nice. yeah. <clears throat> perfect score. This is one of the, f I've given a few books perfect marks, but I don't know if every guest, yeah. all three people have agreed. I, this might be the first truly perfect score. Yeah. <laughs> this is the only wow. perfect book. We should give this guy a prize. Yeah. <laughs> Track him down. How's he doing? No bells though. No bells. <laughs> so yeah, I do I encourage people to read it. It's a, a classic for a, re a reason, as we found out here today. Yeah. It's one of those ones I would say, it's not like a 10 pages a night before bed for a six no. weeks type one. It's like, 
you got to do. If you if you stop reading it for more than like two days, you'd be lost, right? Like I think that actually just, happened mm. to me the first time I read about 80 pages and then I got distracted by something else. Yeah. And then I, over Christmas, I went back to it from the start and it just in a couple of days and then you really get engrossed in it. Yeah. And then it, it's definitely the best way. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that yeah. ending is the kind of thing where you'd be reading and it'd, it'd hit about like 11. You're like, I should go to bed. But yeah. Oh, I've got to keep going. I can keep oh. going. I can keep going. And you've done by 1 a.m. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah you end books. up like perched on top of a chair on your, the balls of your feet. Yep. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Okay, I can sleep now. <laughs> yeah, but I've never been more awake. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Well, there it is. Five out of five, 100 years of solitude. A, an often requested book that I finally got to. So thanks everyone for suggesting it. And you can suggest a book at any time. There's a link in the description of this episode. Tell me why I should do it and I'll probably do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that's it for the episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for Thank having you us. Thank you so much Thanks for, for this us. journey. Absolute pleasure sticking with me for, for t- not one but two episodes. Yeah. Really appreciate oh, that. Oh, a dream. Yeah. I could have done three. <clears throat> Let's go again. <laughs> <laughs> and we can uh, hear your fantastic podcast on Sandspans Radio. Cass, mm. what, are you, what are you currently potting about? I'm slinging Shut Up a Second. I'm slinging... Being hot is hard. I'm slinging sometimes D&D is for nerds. Hell yeah. You can hear all of them on the internet um, where you found this one. Pro- no, probably not because this one's Patreon, isn't it? No, everyone can hear this. Oh, Every- my God. Yeah, find right the way you found now. this one. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Search up Sans Pants Radio. Um, all the of apps. them are good. <laughs> that is true. That is true about what we do. Everyone is good. <laughs> You're also on Sans Pants Radio, Jackson. What are some of the ones we can hear you on? That's true. Uh, I do Plumbing the Death Star, which is on YouTube and TikTok and stuff now, which is very exciting. You can see what we look like. You can see how many times I wipe my face, which is a thing I didn't know I do. What do you wipe with I do this. <laughs> So I get Fun. my hand like I'm, I don't know, I hold my hand flat and then I just wipe it against my nose all the way down to like my elbow. Until, and I, you, until you're doing like a dab. Yeah. Yeah. And I do it while I'm talking like subconsciously all the time. But and have you been thinking about it today? Because I haven't noticed it. I've, no, I haven't been thinking about it. I I'm bit, but I might have. I don't know. It's, I'm like doing this, rubbing <laughs> my nose. And uh, yeah, I do it all the time for some reason. I think it's important to note Jackson's not wiping anything off. No, 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 no. It's I, always a dry wipe. It's a dry. I'm just dry wiping my face. I don't know why but that's uh yeah so hey search for plumbing the death star on youtube you can watch me or tiktok or wherever and you can watch me wipe my face i'm also in a podcast called baseless speculation where we talk about upcoming movies and a video game podcast called uh thumb cramps and i'm also occasionally in dnds for nerds so check them out yeah search search them they're all good they're all good they're all good and you can uh, find book cheat specifically at book cheat pod on all the social medias and um you can support the show as I'm losing my voice, we made it just in time. Yeah. <clears throat> Patreon.com slash do go on pod. Support this show. Do go on. Who knew it was Matt Stewart? A bunch of other great shows. And uh, we really appreciate it. Once again, they're all good. They're all good. They're all, they're all good. good. So many pods, so little time. They don't miss. They don't miss. <laughs> they don't miss. <laughs> I'll be back with another classic next month. But until then, I'll say thank you so much again for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thank and until so then, much. it's Books Forever! Books Forever! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.